Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 292 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, I, we are doing a special episode today. It's not after a game, but uh, there has been uh, significant news that has come out since uh, last game, and we just feel it could not wait. We, we just feel like we need to discuss this. Uh, and with me, as I said, as I mentioned, we, the other person is Fong. Hello. So the big news that has come out is that uh, De'Aaron Fox has a fractured finger and details of it has, have kind of come out. It is an avulsion fracture. Now, if you've heard that, um, that heard that letter or heard that word before, uh, it's basically the same injury that uh, Sabonis has, but his is on the thumb of his right hand. Uh, Fox injured his left index finger, so it's actually a shooting hand. So it's actually very, they're kind of the same injury in a way, but very different circumstances. So I'm just going to assume it may affect the shooting a little uh, when it comes to, I mean, his mid-range and, uh, I mean, his three-point shooting, I guess. It it will. He even mentioned it, basically saying like, oh, he's actually fine handling the ball. But the issue is right now his shooting touch isn't there. Uh, for those of you that haven't been paying attention to Twitter, uh, videos have kind of surfaced. He's wearing a splint on his uh, on his finger right now. And I, we imagine that he will be wearing that at the game. We'll see if he plays. But basically right now he's saying that he can feel the pad and not the ball. And so Ooh. we'll see if that really plays a factor. Yeah, I was kind of joking that maybe we'll see a lot more uh, right-handed finishes and more drives to the rim. It wasn't funny, by the way. I know. I, I did not. I did not laugh at all at at, at the text you sent me. Ho ho ho! Yeah, you 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 correctly got a red receipt and no response. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, especially since it's game five, and I mean. Luckily, we're, I mean, we still have Fox out there, to be honest, because I'm not going to lie, but for injury like this, I wouldn't be surprised if he rested. I wouldn't say if he rested. If he can't play, it's bad. Yeah. Like, I just don't think, like, he wants to play. Like, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, he's always been, he, he's always been a guy that plays through pain. And also, like, let's not forget, a very quick healer, mind you. So, hmm. Lord knows, you know, he probably, he I I would say he he would play more than likely like Sean Cunningham on uh basically on the Kings beat and uh 11 1140 Sacktown 1140 Sports I, I already forgot a Sports 1140 that's what it's called he even said like you know it's you know there's a lot of optimism within the organization that he's going to try and play it depends on the device that they wrap wrap him up with and pain management as we mentioned the splint and the spirit of the team right now they they think they can still get it done with or without Fox. Oh, I guess we shall see. And uh, yeah, so about about the uh, healing thing, like apparently, so it was really swollen the day after the game, and apparently the swelling has gone down already. So that's actually a really good sign. There are a lot of things that point to this being not as big of an issue. It, it probably will affect his shooting, like as we mentioned, but you know, like it. The optimism seems very high and more than likely he is going to play. Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing, was it practice 
photos on uh, Reddit where you could see him kind of practicing his free throw. So, well, I mean, he seems like uh, he's still going at it. So we'll see how this goes, I guess. Um, so he is officially listed on the injury report as questionable. He was doubtful uh, mm-hmm. the day before. Yeah. And right now he's questionable. But it looks like he's basically going to play because the, the Kings Twitter account literally tweeted out he's ready to go. So I don't know what's going on. I assume they got to clear some stuff up with the doctors, but let's feel like Fox even said it. He's probably 99% going to play. Hmm. I mean, if, if he's willing to play, then I'm all for it, to be honest. And uh, yeah, just as a comparison, De'Aaron does not like this comparison, but Kobe Bryant did play the 2009 and 2010 seasons with a similar injury where they had an option for him to to uh, get surgery, which would, you know, like Sabonis, would knock him out for about six to eight weeks. But Kobe Bryant, if, if you guys didn't know, was a very, very tough fella and just, you know, just kind of toughed it out and decided to win a championship, you know, just just in case. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, two whole different players, but uh, <laughs> I don't know about the winning the championship part. Well, I mean, we'll see. Wide open West, as we mentioned it, like, you know, anything could happen, as we can see with, like, other series. Uh, we'll get to that mm. in a bit, but, y- you know, like, I'm not, say- I'm not saying, like, we're going to win a championship, but the fact is, well, the fact that I'm trying to make is that this is seemingly a manageable injury, and you can play through it, and again, Fox wants to play at every all sign point to him playing, and we're li- more than likely going to actually see him <laughs> on the court. Oh, yeah. Bonte Hill on a, ES- well, from 95, 95, uh, the game went on uh, ESPN 1320 and said he is doubtful to actually sit. So okay. we're, we're all expecting, again, we're basically all expecting Fox to play. But yeah, very, very just a tough, just a tough break for the Kings. Like they were one shot away, like, you know, literally inches away from winning that game. But there were a lot of people complaining about Barnes taking that shot. They were some were complaining like he should have passed the Malik instead, or like he should have just shot it over two people. Uh, I, I don't think we talked about it that much. What did you think of the shot? I, I think it's the best shot you could take. And it, I mean, Barnes was open. I mean, it was a good shot, in my opinion. Um, I mean, what he was expected to pass it to Malik with what? How many seconds left? Uh, it it would have been a, fine. It would have been fine. Like he would have gotten it off. You think so? From if he were to pass it to Malik, I believe so. Whether it gets to him is a whole other thing. But yeah, he, you know, like people, they always do this. Like you know, um, was it hindsight is oh, is twenty twenty? Uh, yeah, like. Barnes hits that shot. Everybody shuts the fuck up. Let's be honest. And, <laughs> and as you mentioned, it was a good shot. Like Steph Curry, great defense. Got there just in time to kind of bother it. And, you know, probably bothered it just enough for to make it miss. And it's unfortunate. Like, you know, like the war, the Warriors fans love to blame Harrison for that uh, for 2016. He wasn't the main reason why they lost, but they love to blame him for it. Hmm. That would have that would have really like that's a that's a stake in the heart of the oh. Warriors fans for sure. Oh yeah, that's definitely a middle finger straight to the Warriors. <laughs> and but, uh, you know he's gonna have more opportunities like to do this. 
And, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens in game five. But again, the spirits are high. Optimism is high. I'm, I'm expecting the Kings to win that one because they need to. <laughs> yeah. And especially at home, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it'd be a good game with, in the Kings' favor yet. I mean, with the Warriors on in the tail, it's going to be a close game. Warriors, they've always won, won one road game every series. Oh, boy. So, I mean, that kind of history doesn't matter to me. I think, like, a game like this, each each series is all its individual thing. And, like, each game is its own individual monster. I just think there's going to be urgency on both sides. And we're going to see who, who comes out, like, prevailing on this one, like, if the Kings win this one, it is truly a passing of the torch moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, not to be a negative Nancy now, but the Warriors do have two road games potentially that they could play. Yeah. And again, they're not good on the road. Again, I don't think that actually matters as much as people think. But like there's going to be a sense of urgency. And it's, you know, pressure makes the best diamonds. And we'll mm-hmm. see if the Kings are that diamond in the rough. Oh, yeah. Uh, another news about uh, just the series, the Kings versus Warriors, the most watched playoff series, well, the mo- most watched first round playoff series since 2002. Is it really? It, it, it does say the first round, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. And apparently uh, ratings are actually up all across the playoffs, which means that there's more interest in the NBA product, which is very good. And look, don't get it twisted. This is not this is like a good 80% the Warriors than it is anything to do with the Kings. But hey, Warriors played the Nuggets last year. They they didn't have the best ratings. So like the, there's something with the with these Kings and their their exciting brand of basketball, the exciting like circumstances where you know the Kings were up 2-0, like the dynasty was on its ropes. They're, they play an exciting form of basketball. It's the new, it's, as Marcus Thompson described, is the new booty in town. Mm. And, you know, like, it's just the perfect storm of just, like, in, two very two entertaining teams, an up-and-comer, the old guard, and just the storylines along with it. And, you know, this series, it's created the stars out of the Kings. You know, De'Aaron Fox likely will get all-star starter votes next year. Um, the Kings are definitely going to get more national TV. My bull prediction is like they might get a Christmas game. Well, they might, yeah. So like this is this series, like win or lose, the the Kings have arrived. And again, w- look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like you know pull wool over my eyes. This is 80 percent the Warriors, but the Kings are a per- are you know the perfect dance partner for this. Oh yeah, I I mean I've seen the support around the league, and I'm a little surprised that a lot of people, uh, you know, I mean after what 16, 17 years of drought, I mean a lot of people support us. It's like it's always weird for me to see like you know like back when I was on Kings Reddit, there were always be like posts of like oh Kings fan from Australia, Kings fans from Detroit mm-hmm. of all places, yeah. like Kings fans, Kings fan from Ireland. It's oh I'm like. Okay, that's actually interesting. Like, why? First of all, yeah, it's but like, like there, but like there is interest around the league, and you know, like when a king when a team starts winning, there are just going to be fans that come out of nowhere and say, you know what, I've always supported the Kings, and you know, it, it's good to see. Although it's brought its uh, level of toxicity up, I'll, I'll just say that. Oh yeah, I mean that's why every team, to be honest, 
in some ways but uh yeah it's it's kind of weird to see all those random fans around the around the world uh in the previous years because they could have chosen any other team but they chose us <laughs> and this was before the beam like you know now it's just now like we have the beam and everything and you know this maybe there's just something about like you know it, it, like i i don't even know how to describe it it just kind of one of those things like you know why is a person a dog person why is this person a cat person some people just are king's people <laughs> but yes uh the king the like again there's a lot of intrigue uh on this on the series and it's made stars out of the kings like De'Aaron Fox again is kind of the star kind of the biggest benefactor of this like he doesn't have a shoe deal he's probably gonna get cashed out this this offseason uh with probably Under Armour he's been wearing like curries all the time now and you know again like this I, I don't know if this helps Sabonis's uh contract status but you know like it, you, you learn a lot um and and again, it's made stars out of the Kings. It's like it probably it might have bolstered Sabonis's you know case for like just being that glue that holds everything together. And yeah, it, it's been it's been great to be back on the national stage. Mm-hmm. Don't trade for Rudy Gobert though, please. Don't don't do the Rudy Gobert trade. Whatever that is this offseason, just don't do that. I'm pretty sure Monty's <laughs> Monty knows better. <laughs> you you hope so. Like Tim Connolly was a very very good GM before this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we'll we'll see. Like I'm not trying to be like you know you said not being ne- negative Nancy, but th- that fear does kind of like reside. We'll we'll see. I, I don't I don't even know what that move would be. Up to be honest, so it'd we'll, be we'll crazy. <laughs> yeah, it'd be crazy. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, in other Kings news, Keegan finishes fifth in Rookie of the Year voting. Uh, he had three second place votes and 12 third place votes. No first place votes, unfortunately. But Paolo Benkira runs away with the award. Not surprising. Um, anything you want to say about the Rookie of the Year? Um, it, I mean, it pretty much was a landslide for Powell. I'm looking at the numbers here. And he had 98. <laughs> first place votes so this is out what 100 votes per um per yeah per writer essentially yeah yeah. why 100 first place 100 second place 100 third place votes um and i mean who got the other two i'm curious the other two walker kessler walker kessler oh yeah andy larson from the utah jazz voted him first place and who's the other one walker kessler (laughs) Really, two people voted for Walker Kessler. So the, the so there was a huge debate over this online. Apparently, if you look at Walker Kessler's advanced numbers, they're amazing in terms of his like on court impact. Like they're way better with him on the court than they are off. And of course, Paolo played for a losing franchise for a losing team, so his his advanced numbers were not great. So hmm. that was kind of the uh, argument of it, and it makes sense. I don't give a shit. Paolo, Paolo was the Paolo was the rookie of the year. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's that's for sure. I mean, Paolo got 98 first place, one second, one third. I mean, it, it's it's a landslide. Who, who the hell voted sure. him third? That's, I, I don't. That's know. interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, who vote? Yeah, whoever that writer is, who who vote? Well, whoever that writer is voted for probably Walker Kessler <laughs> for well, first the, or second. N- number three was Jalen Williams, right? 
or two. Uh, I forgot which. But. Number two in terms of total points is Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams. Yeah. So however this point system works, which is kind of odd in my opinion. Uh, so Jalen Williams has 75 second place votes, while Walker Kessler has 17. But Walker Kessler has 53 third place, and Jalen Williams has 16. So, it, I mean, it evens out in terms of, you know, the point system, I guess. Yeah, because, uh, like, you said only 16 third place votes. That means, like, a bunch of them, a bunch of writers left him off the ballot, or Jalen Williams off the ballot, which, that's a bit egregious, in my opinion. Jalen Williams was amazing. Huh? Again, the, 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 it isn't a perfect system. It's much better than really any alternative that, you know, you can think of off the top of your head. You don't want fans doing this. Uh, you don't want players doing this. Uh, yeah. So this is probably the most objective, like, way you can pull, like, something like this. Mm -hmm. So in your opinion, out of the six players, do, do you agree with, uh, you know, the placements that they have? I thought Keegan probably should be higher than than fifth. I I know Ben Matherin had a good like first half of the season, but he really regressed. And part of it is just like, oh, people like if you have a good like first half, people don't care what you do in the second half. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Like Paolo was the best was the best rookie. Yeah. And Keegan, like, however, to his credit, was a contributing player on a winning team. Mm -hmm. That should probably get a little bit more love, but it, it is what it is. I I feel like, in my opinion, it's I would say it's pretty uh pretty set for the most part. I mean, it, in terms of points, I mean Benedict and Keegan are fairly similar. Uh, I mean Keegan had his very high points and you know also his very low points, but uh, for the rest of the guys, I mean they had uh, some great seasons, I'd say. Yeah, like uh, there's there's no real debate for Keegan to be number one. And again, it doesn't matter if he's, you know, four or five, but mm -hmm. probably should have finished over Ben Mather. Whatever. Doesn't really matter. And there's Jaden Ivey at number six with three third place votes. Yeah, that's a that, that's a that's a that's an interesting situation down there. I wonder how they're gonna figure. I mean, like their 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 future is still bright. Like Kate Cunningham's coming back. Yeah. They do have to figure out who the hell they're gonna play at center. They have three of them. Like just off the top of my head, and then there's uh, was it, I was it beef stew? So they have like just there's a log jam there. We'll, we'll see how that gets figured out. Don't forget about Bagley. Th mean. That's what I mean. I included him. Oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't. To be honest, can't see him playing to four all the time. Well, we'll see. They've, if they want to, like, let's see what they do when they actually decide to start winning, because. That's going to be a tricky one to fit all those centers in there. Mm, I mean, imagine if they got <laughs> the, what you call it? The Wembenyama. Yeah, the sweepstakes. <laughs> like, this would be the dumbest thing to do. They would trade. It feels like they would trade down. Because, like, oh, we got too many centers. Why do you have any of those centers? <laughs> Jalen Duran's the only, really the, the, the best one, probably. Well, I. I think James Wiseman could still be really good, but like Jalen Duran is already like really good at, you know, his age. And, you know, we'll, we'll and like, I don't, again, like Bagley just happen, happening to be there. Like, I don't know, man. I mean, possibly more trades happening over in offseason if that were the case. 
I mean, if I were if I were Detroit Gang Webin, you know, I might play him at the forward, to be honest. I I think he's a four, honestly, right now. Cause you're I mean, you can put him on a five. I think he'd be fine, but like you don't want him to battle down there with you know actual centers. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how we'll see how things turn out. The, the draft is coming up. The Kings will have the 24th pick. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's going to be a fun time doing the draft and doing the draft preview. But <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the rest of the playoffs. Uh, so I just finished watching the ending to Boston versus Atlanta. Atlanta escaped with the with the win in game five with uh, Trey Young's 30 foot three. Um, yeah, Ice Trey is back and the fuck Trey Young chants are back. So that's a that's that that was pretty fun funny to see. Yeah, I mean, sure, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, no, no thoughts on that series. Like Boston extending this to a game was it a game six now? Six, like, yeah. th- th- did they fuck up? <clears throat> if they fuck up, man, I I'd be very disappointed. Not gonna lie. <laughs> That, like there was no reason. I mean, it, there's nothing to be concerned about this game. Like Trey Young hit some ridiculous shots, and like Boston just kind of relaxed a little too quickly. And it is what it is. I'm not worried about the Celtics at all. But if the Celtic, if the Celtics lose this series, like that's bad. But you get Knicks versus Hawks round two. Oh, and that's what I'm more interested. That's. In. <laughs> That's more for the TV than the actual like uh, basketball, in my opinion. And you know, like Trey Young, like hit hitting, like hitting that shot, like kind of doing doing the ice tray pose. Like Boston was a crowd that I, w- I was very interested in seeing, like how they would react to Trey Young. But like Trey Young had not been as good as of late, so it's not much. You don't really hate on a guy for you know like that. But now that he's actually doing something, it was actually fun to see again the fuck Trey Young chance come back. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I'm assuming they're wait, what game are they at now? Six. So so they would they just finished five. They would do six, I think, two days from now. So they'll be back at Atlanta too. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Guess we'll see. Okay, the other series, uh, do we talk about, oh, no, we talked about Cavaliers versus Knicks. Uh, Lakers versus Grizzlies, Lakers are up 3-1 now. D- do the Grizzlies, I mean, do they win in, do they win game five in Memphis, the Lakers? I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow pull it off. I think the Grizzlies come out strong and take that game, and then it goes back to Staples Center, or Crypto.com Arena, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um I I think Lakers take it in Game Six. I, for some reason, I I think the Grizzlies are going to come out strong uh, in Game Five, or you hope. I I mean, I hope, but uh, what you gonna call it? Would you think the Lakers will take it in Six at that point? Then yeah, I think they're going to take it uh, in Crypto.com. <sighs> I'm not gonna lie. I feel like for some reason, I feel like the Lakers are going to take it next game okay well we'll see i just don't i don't think they're gonna win in memphis memphis is tough to win in you know yeah we'll see i guess um and also like oh my god the, the amount of charges uh in this game like in crunch time i hated it because like there was one play i don't know if you saw it where you know it's in transition like jaws coming down full speed 
jumps in the air and LeBron takes a charge and Ja just about kills himself and LeBron. Ban the charge. And by the way, it wasn't a charge. It was a block too. So like, it's just, uh, fuck, fuck off with the charges, man. I'm sorry. Like it's just, it's ugly. Somebody's going to get hurt. And it's just, ugh, I, I hate, I ban the charge. I'm, I'm full. I'm fully on that train now. Oh, that's up to the NBA, sadly. And I don't think it's ever going to change, unfortunately. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 either you keep it in or you have to take it out completely. And that's I, I wouldn't say take it out completely. Keep offensive fouls like that's fine. Yeah. It's just anytime a guy goes airborne, you are not allowed to slide under the guy. And like, look, LeBron is not going to contest up there anymore. I get it. And like you know, credits him for putting his body on the line. But you damn near killed Ja and yourself right <laughs> on that play. Uh, it, for those of you that don't know that play, basically, yeah, he jumped in the air and yeah, fucking Ja basically like went vertical, went horizontal, and fell on LeBron. Luckily, none of them were hurt, but like, man, that was dangerous. Mm-hmm. Okay, next series, uh, Heat are now up three-one against the Bucks after Jimmy's. 56 points in Miami. They go back to Milwaukee for game five. Do you think they win this, this game five, the heat? Do they think, do you think they close out in five or is it going to six or seven? I would say, <clears throat> I would have to say, what you want to call it? Maybe heat in six. I, I can't see them winning in Milwaukee. Oh, um, oh, okay. So, like, so, so, you know, Milwaukee's a tough place to win in, but oh, the Memphis, you know, just the, just not that, not that worried about Memphis at all. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Lakers somehow will pull it off. It's just the Bucks with Giannis there still. Yeah, it's it's tough. <laughs> I feel. My God, I watched the end of that game. Like, don't get me wrong, I was mesmerized by what Jimmy Butler was doing. The Bucks offense, holy shit. How do you have that much talent and not know anything of what to do with it? Like, I, I was watching, like, Drew Holiday trying to back down Kyle Lowry from the three-point line. I was watching, like, Chris Middleton, what? like, try to run a pick and roll and, like, get nowhere. It's just a t- terrible offense. Well, sadly, the highlights don't show that, so I, <laughs> I can't tell you how bad the offense was. Yeah, but credit to Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, he's a, you know, he's a dog. And like, again, one of my favorite players, like just one of those guys that does not try in the regular season, is often injured. Boy, when playoff time comes around, he usually shows up because let's not forget, he was really bad the last time they faced the Bucs. <laughs> but he's, but he is, he's got something on the Bucs. Like they're, he's a bit of a boogeyman in the playoffs. Like no one should ever want to play this Heat team. And, this is a Heat team with no size, and like they don't even have Tyler Hero anymore. Like the fact that they're able to do this is incredible, and like it's all it's all starts with Jimmy just be fucking amazing. Yeah, definitely the one player in my opinion that deserves to win a ring sometime. But I, I, I actually don't know if it's going to be with the Heat. To be honest, yeah, I don't think they can win it with him being as the best player, and like it's not going to be on the Heat because they don't have enough depth. Like Kyle Lowry's pretty washed now. Like this, they also had to rely on Caleb was I think it was Caleb Martin to actually hit some really ridiculous threes. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's I don't know if they can replicate this, but they didn't knock down the Bucks. Like they face the Knicks. They I I assume they would be able to beat the Knicks. Who knows at this point? But like, you know, the Celtics Celtics are, you know, kind of afraid of Jimmy. Philadelphia 76ers are kind of afraid of Jimmy. Like, do you trust the Sixers with Embiid like with a sprained knee now? Like, ooh, that's gonna be that's gonna be juicy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that's basically all the series. Amazing playoffs so far. Just and the Kings are able to actually participate this time. And it's just it's just been so much fun. Other than the toxic like Twitter spats that have been happening. But it, it, it's been it's been a really amazing playoffs. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And I mean, uh, no, we already talked about this. You you mentioned Kings in six. Yeah, I mentioned Kings in six. Yeah. Kings in six. You did Warriors in six, right? Yeah, that's my initial um, prediction. Sadly enough, but I mean, this Warriors team is something else, in my opinion. Nah, nah, <laughs> no, I don't buy. I it. mean, I don't buy it. But they, you know. they do some some dumbass shit. But I wouldn't be surprised if they go all out for Game Five. Look, there's there's all the possibility in the world they could actually win the title. Honestly, because let's let's just say the Bucks, like for whatever reason, make it to the finals. Like they come back down three one and make it to the final. I do not trust them against the Warriors. The Warriors. Like as we've seen in this series, as as part as a Kings fan, they're slowly figuring out the Kings in terms of how to attack the defense, in terms of like you know what to take away in the offense, like using their new all their nuclear options, which is a huge credit to the Kings. But like if they ever face the Bucks, they would I think they would wipe the fucking floor with them in six games, because <laughs> holy shit, they should have fired Bud <laughs> after after that championship. They should have fired him. I'm sorry. Like, man does not know how to make an adjustment, create a god-awful offense, and the defense is very, 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 very exploitable. <sighs> well. That that being said, I, I, I believe in the Kings in this one. Like, you know, I think they're at the end of their road. They're going to need to summon some really miraculous stuff to be able to beat the Kings, I think, in Game 5 and Game 6. Like, hmm. The Kings are full of energy. They're full of reckless abandon. And this, and they've got the Warriors on their heels. And again, they're they're using all their nuclear options against us. And we'll see if it works. I guess we shall see. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want the Kings to win too, but do you? Doesn't sound like it. I know. I'm just I'm just scared of the Warriors for some reason right now. I mean, like, look, uh, the the entire like the, the entire like base of the discord amongst the Kings and the Warriors fans is that the Kings have been the better team this season, at, like at at every single like turn. But mm-hmm. the Warriors, they've they've got four championships and they've got Steph Curry, which is a very good argument. But the Kings have been the better team for much of the season, and we'll see if they can, you know, maintain that. And so far, they have been able to play at a level that we didn't know that they had, that we never would have known that they had. And they're stepping up to the challenge. So, like, look, at, even if win or lose this series, they have arrived. And you know, I, like, I'm, I'm very, I'm very satisfied with what I, what I've seen so far. Oh yeah, that's for sure. I mean, many years to come for. Uh, the Kings for the playoffs. Um, 
we'll see how the West, you know, evolves in the next few years with the Kings being up in this level. So, yeah, that, that's the most interesting, interesting thing for me, I feel, how the West will change after a year or two, because I, this this isn't going to stay the same, I feel. No, like things change so fast within like one or two years. Like the the, the shit, the balance of power, like it, it never lasts that long anymore. In, the, in today's league, where you know free agents are constantly leaving for different teams, like there's yeah. just it, things things change so fast. Oh yeah. Uh, one last thing: uh, Denver versus Timberwolves. Wolves are <laughs> up. Uh, or Wolves are down four, three, three thirty-four to go. Who do you got in this game? I mean, it better be the Nuggets. It's one of those uh, games where I feel like, you know, the Wolves, they they tried, I feel. They, I mean, in my opinion, it's just all Anthony Edwards and hope you just hope the rest of the team follows suit. But that's about it. I mean, Denver it ain't happened. It ain't yeah. happened. Like, Denver Anthony is Edwards a- is so good. I do feel for him a little bit. Yeah, I know. It's just that the Denver's such a well-rounded team with Nikola Jokic at the anchor. And... Oh, Michael Porter Jr. Like I, I, I mean, I'll take back what I said about him not being a winning player. He probably he's more of he's he's a jump shot and not much more in my opinion. Oh, can that guy shoot? Uh, yeah. Let's see how how is he doing this game. Oh, that's uh, yeah, let me open up the box score. I mean, he, he's free for this game, but I mean, he's been good in the other uh, games for sure. It's pretty incredible in game four. Like, the Wolves blew a 12-point lead within a minute and somehow and, didn't lose that game. And the only reason why they didn't blow it is because Jokic missed a free throw. But you know what? I'm going to root for the Wolves for this one. I'm going to I'm gonna root for them to win. Well, there's still time. Let's see. Was it three minutes about left? Down okay. four? I mean, Carl Anthony Towns calls himself the greatest shooting big man of all time. I have never seen oh, this fucker hit a big gosh. shot. Well, I, he has hit, he's hit some, but I'm just saying when the, when the team really needs him to make a shot, I never trust him to make one. Like, I don't care if he shoots like 60% from three. He, it feels like he shoots like 5%. I mean, he, he's not in that clutch player conversation yet. <laughs> So. No, to be fair, he missed the most of the season, but like that, that's he, like I gave him praise after the play in. He, he's back to square one with me. Yeah. Trade is that trade is asked in New York or something. Dear God. What would New York had to give up just for Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah, just give up RJ Barrett or something. I don't know. Oh God. Um yeah. Sure, I mean, well, I mean, I could see the Wolves doing that. Uh, wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Seven. How about that? Wolves and seven. Wolves against and Denver? seven against Denver, baby. I'm going all out. Look, if the if the Wolves win in seven, I'm gonna be the biggest fucking genius ever. Or and if they lose, ain't nobody ever gonna bring it up other than me. Didn't we just say like that in the other podcast that Denver is probably the next team to uh, go like finish the, uh, the first round? Uh, I think we did, but they blew that. They blew game four. And right now they're kind of in a dogfight in game five. So That's we'll see. Game. Like, we'll see. Like, you know, like they could pull a Boston Celtics and just fuck things up. Uh, Anthony Edwards just missed the free throw. Come on, Ant. Uh, Jesus. 
but uh yeah i mean the nuggets are still on their way to you know being the next team to finish the first round so we'll see we'll see all right if there's nothing else let's call it an episode uh thank you guys for listening we'll catch you guys tomorrow uh after the kings hopefully win game five yeah yeah maybe it's at home it is at home all right we'll see you guys uh tomorrow Yep. See you guys later.